Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Country racing, here's why we do it. On Sunday, March 20, we do it for Yarra Valley at the Jack Hirsch Memorial Yarra Valley Cup. Grab your mates or family and support the locals for a day of fun and great racing action. I can feel this day, I can see this day, we're racing strong. Yeah, for Brighton's Lawyers and for 4D Doors, great sponsors of ours here. But uh, right now we welcome to Network Stations, joining us across New South Wales and Queensland every Monday morning throughout the football season. We will be joined by Maddie Johns and Cameron Smith. Maddie Johns is here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for half price nature's own vitamins at Chemist Warehouse. And for the first time this year, a big welcome to Cameron Smith. We're listening to the captain's run on Thursday. He's now on between 9 and 12 every Thursday here on SEN, but he's part of our breakfast program on a Monday morning. Uh, I, I say on a very sad morning after a very sad weekend with the death of, of Shane Warne that we have Cameron Smith to speak from the perspective of being a goat and Matt Johns can speak from the perspective of being a rock star. Okay, say, so we mix I them both that. together. I say that sincerely. Uh, Cameron Smith, welcome to the new year on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. G'day, Vossie and, and Brandy. And yeah, it's a, it was a pretty sad weekend, wasn't it? Not just um, for cricket uh, lovers, but, but sport lovers in general and, and Australians, really, because wasn't Warney just such a legend of, of sport, legend of our country and, and known the, the world uh, wide. So um, still, uh, still in a bit of shock, really, just to, to think that, um, yeah, the king of of spin is is no longer with us, and um, you know condolences go out to his family. But uh, yeah, he he was a, a a guy. You know, when I was a young man um, or a young boy growing up in in Logan, just admired watching him go about his business, and and many many of summers uh, in the backyard of the Smith household, I uh, I tried to emulate him um, throwing some leggies down, um, you know, at my dad or some friends or, or whatever and um yeah it's just yeah shocked and, and saddened like most of the comments that have come through about um the passing of shane Warne. cam it's great to have you as part of the pro- program uh maddie um how did you find out about shane Warne? early hours of the morning brandy it was uh like about uh 2 um, i'm on that age now i don't know about you like so i generally wake about 2 30 all the time and you know, and uh, lay there for an hour in bed and, and just had a look at the phone. And uh, yeah, it was like, like Cameron said, it was like disbelief. It was uh, it was surreal. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he, I listened to the Bill Laurie interview before and that was just so good. It was just, it, you know, it was, uh, it brings back just so many of those memories just sitting down. And, you know, some of the uh, the stuff and the banter, it just, he brought, I, I spoke about this the other day for an, you know, Tiger Woods brought, golf into the like really into popular culture and although you know cricket was 
big sport in Australia, of course, a national sport. It just made, it just amplified things, put the sport on steroids. He was just mm. such a great entertainer. Now, Matty, I, and, I, and I say this sincerely, so I've been out with you, I've, I've worked with you, Matt, for many, many years. And where, whenever I am in your company where you go somewhere, people know you and you give them time and you talk to them and, and you're friends with them and, and you know... It, Doors open for you, Matty, I dare say. But with Shane Warne, it was like the whole world knew him. The way that yeah. they've come out and paid tribute to him. I, I, I said at the top of the program, his text, his, his phone must have rung every... Because they yeah. didn't just know him, but it felt like they were they were genuine friends of his. Yeah, Voss, he, he was... Um, uh, I'd met him on a number of occasions. I don't look, I don't pretend to be... You know, I was, I was thick with Warney, but the first time was in 2006 where... Channel Nine. We went over to the Soccer World Cup in Germany, and he was part of that crew. And before I'd left uh, to go over, you're sort of curious to think, you know, wonder what Warnie's like. And a lot of times, guys, you know, you know this: the, the people that the absolute very pinnacle of what they do, whether that be music or sport or art, whatever, they can be fairly aloof. And I, I probably thought that, you know, I thought that I won't go, won't go over there and be a fanboy and drive him mad, but. I was just so surprised how personable he was and how, like, I was, it, it was, I was sitting there at dinner one night with him and Gary Lyon and I was pinching myself. I was thinking to myself, like, I was really surprised. Maybe I shouldn't have been, maybe I'd take a mistake. I was just blown away at someone of his, of his standing, how personable he was, how easy it was to chat to him. Mm-hmm. And I reckon the best indication of what he was like as a man was that um, just about the best judge of character I've ever met was, is my old captain, Paul Harrigan. And they were on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here together. And I asked Chief, I said, mate, what is Borny like? And he said, he, he said, he is such a great fella. He said, he's funny. He said, he's got so many stories. He said, I just, he said, I just love being in his company. Mm, that's good, isn't it? I guess the Chief, the Chief spending nine days with him in the jungle would know him... <laughs> Uh, better than a lot of yeah. people would, Matty. Like, yeah. and, 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 and Chief... Well, what chief a story to tell guys, now. Randy, I know, one of those guys uh, is, is the Chief that if a person's got a crease in their personality, he picks it up pretty quick. But um, he loved him. He said he, 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 said he, was, uh, he was great. Now, this is where I ask you, Cameron, and, and please, I, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I'm saying mm. you're a great of our game and you had this level of performance that... With you, Cameron, there was always this expectation you would be at your best. <laughs> Carrying that mantle around with you, and I know they're different sports, cricket to, to rugby league, but mm. how, much of a, how much of a pressure is that? How much of a burden would that have been with Shane Warne? Because it doesn't seem like it stopped him in his tracks at all. Like Here is the, an ingredient of a champion. You relish, you relish the challenge, mm. even when you're getting hammered. You relish yeah. the challenge. I'll come back. I'll, I'll, I will get this guy out. Even though he's 150 not out, I will get him out. Yeah, and, and you know, to be fair, I think, you know, Warney probably faced a few more challenges than I did throughout his career. Um, but, you know, I think that's what made him such a, a great champion of the game um, was that he, he, was a, he was a winner, fellas. He was a winner, and, and that's, that's, that's what he wanted to do every time he stepped onto – um, the oval, the cricket, the cricket pitch, and and he, hearing comments from, you know, his former teammates and even, um, you know, former players that that he played against, was that that was his greatest asset. Was he was such a competitor, and that every time that 
you know, his teammates went out in the field and, and Shane Warne was on the field with them, he all, he, his mindset was always about there's always a chance to win. No matter the situation, no, no matter um, you know, where the game was at, whether they were behind, whether they were in front, he was always about, you know, we can get the job done. And, you know, I think that's what made him such a great um, player. And, and many, many people regard him as the greatest cricketer to play the game. Um, and that's mm. even comparing him with the great Sir Donald Bradman. But, um, yeah. First player ever to reach 600 wickets, 700 wickets. Um, you know, there, there, there isn't many players that have played any sport um, the way that Shane Warne did. There's just some, reckon, isn't there, yeah. Maddie? There's there's some players yeah. that, and it doesn't matter what sport it is, that whether you're a fan or whether you're involved with that, that team or club, there's just some players where you go, well, you know, if my life was on the line, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm picking him. I'm picking yeah. that bloke there yeah. to, to do what he needs to do. And, and generally, they get it done. Yep. Well, it's funny, Brandy. I, like, I'm a big fan of uh, – I, I you know, love soccer. Uh, and particularly the bloke who coached the 2006 World, six World Cup for the Socceroos was a fellow called Gus Hiddink, which is one of the greatest coaches of any sport um, ever. And reading his book, he had a saying. He said, "You need one scallywag," or he he said, uh, "He said you need one rascal in the dressing room to win trophies." Wow. And he said at different clubs, he had great Brazilian players who would go out and party and sometimes turn up late for meetings. He said, but they were the guys who had the high emotional threshold and who got everyone else going. And mm-hmm. and sometimes, it, like all the stories about you know Warney and what a larrikin he was and the smoking and all that. What the, what it sort of disguised a little bit, boys, is how intelligent he was. And it wasn't until he went into commentary that you realised that what he had was more than natural gifts. Mm-hmm. He had such great intelligence. He worked out a he worked out a batsman. He'd set him up over the course of two or three overs. Uh, mm. Yeah, mate. Just well you, know, you can't you can't be at the top. You can't be at the very very top. And you know, I, I say don't, don't embarrass Cameron, but you know, I said all the time. There's certain players, as you said, Brandy. Is that you, you want to? If you want them to play for your life, they're the guys because they've got don't have a, don't just have the fire in the belly, but they're intelligent and they can work two or three ways out to beat an opponent. Uh, listen, uh, we'll play a grab of Ian Heal in a moment, Matty, that that covers some of what you've spoken about the scallywag. But Heels gave a great story over the weekend that um, it was, I think it was India. You know, been in the field all day, you know, thirty-five degrees. Gets to the last over, all Ian Healy wants to do is get off, like just finish the bloody over, Shane, and get off. And Shastri's at the other end, and he's he's a hundred and something not out. And Warney called up Healy every ball, like he just, <laughs> yeah, as if he's tactically working on something. And it, it, like by the fourth ball, he, they were actually saying nothing. Heels would walk up and nothing. And then before the last ball of the day, he called up. He said, "I'm not coming up again." Like you know, we got to have a chat. It's just bowl him a just bowl him a big leggy, mate. You know, whatever. They weren't talking about anything. But this was Shane right to the nth degree. Last over, last ball of play. Mm. Still playing that mind game, that whole thing. I think he got him out. I think that was the that was yeah, the well. tale of the story. But even if he didn't get him out, I mean, it tells the story of a bloke that's thinking about other things. But then there's yeah. the scallywag side, Matty. Yep. Ian Healy gave this great anecdote uh, over the weekend on SEN. Have a listen. He taught me plenty. You know, this young bloke came into our team and started to teach us stuff, you know, how to walk across a nightclub floor, you know, how to walk into a nightclub. He's unbelievable. Probably, probably. Um, yeah, and then, 
you know, we just used to walk fast and get to the bar. <laughs> he said, fellas, you got to slow down. I haven't seen you enter. So, so, you know, he just had, he had skills in life that were way above his years. He's unbelievable. What about that, Matty? I got one for you. In our interview trip in 1998, we went down to the Melbourne Cup and that uh, talking about talking about rustles and scallywags, we had quite a few of those at, those at Newcastle site. Anyway, for whatever reason, I've got no idea why we did, but in the middle of the end of your trip, we just wandered over to the MCG and we were watching the Sheffield Shield of New South Wales versus Victoria. I mean, why we were there, God knows what was going on. But a lot of the boys were on fire. Anyway, Mark Taylor called Warnie down and said, mate, come down. He wasn't playing. Have a few beers with these boys. Anyway, he walked down to us, saw Joey and went, nah, turned around and went back to the dressing <laughs> 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 oh, You know, um, can I say another thing about greatness, Cameron, um, is that people just know he's just Warnie. Like his yeah. name is Warnie to young and old, everyone. He's Warnie around the world. Warnie, can't believe mm. Warnie's passed. Warnie, Warnie. Um, can you, can you believe, yeah, though, look, in light of his death, how big he was? Known by no, so many. It's, well, we, we all knew how big he was out here, hey, guys, like in Australia. Like he was a, he's, a, he's an icon of Australian sport. But just now to realise how, how many people and how many places um, he touched and has affected, he, he's, it's, it's worldwide news. You know, you've got prime ministers from um, several different countries around the world, um, you know, commenting on um, his death and, um, you know, it just, it, but it shows the type of person, you know, and you touched on it earlier about, I think Maddie spoke about how personable he was and approachable. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times, um, you know, when I was in my time in Melbourne and a couple of times at Storm Games and once or twice out on the golf course. And every time you, you got into a conversation with, with Shane, it, he never ever spoke about himself and the things he was doing and you know the success he was having in life and and, and whatnot he was always very interested in you and what you were doing um, and and I think that's the thing that he never ever lost throughout his his lifetime although he was you know regarded by many as the greatest cricketer and he did so many different things outside of cricket as well that he was very successful at he was still the young kid from Melbourne he was still he was still just he he went about his business like every other person does in their life and he was just to him he was just normal you know sometimes you see you know elite sportsmen and and people that have had you know some success in life they walk into rooms and they got their chest out and they think they're above everyone else well Shane Warne he was never ever like that and uh, I think that that just adds to his greatness yeah it was it was interesting to hear him talk about the start of his test career and you know, Ian Healy said this young bloke came in and, and taught us things because it was such a settled team that he that he came into in '92. It yeah. was uh, Jeff Marsh, uh, David Boone, Mark Taylor, Merv mm. Hughes, Craig McDermott. They, they'd been a team for a long time, and then Alan, all of a sudden, Alan Border, AB, yeah, and, oh, yeah, and and then what Warney said he was. Like, he didn't know where to go. Like, he, he said, I sort of sat outside the dressing room uh, <laughs> early days. He said, I, yeah. I, I had to wait until they came up to me and said g'day. But obviously, you know, they made him feel welcome. But mm. such a strange thing. And, and that's right. When you talk about the person that he still was, he was still that kid. 
That's with right. the mullet and, you know, had a smoke and just had a good time and could yeah. bowl leg spin. Brandy, it was a good uh, I heard uh, Somna Donnell interviewing Alan Bordy yesterday, and they were asking about Warney in the early days, and they said they'd heard about this prodigy coming through and, and seen a little bit of him bowling. They said, oh, you, he played those early tests and they took him away to England. He said it was England, of course, where he started to really find himself. And he said when he was on, he said you could hear the ball whirring, like spinning. There was a sound that came out of the ball. He, the ball rotated that hard, which I thought, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, look, and, and that's what... Um Bill Laurie said about the strength in his fingers. Like, that's one mm. of the gifts that he had. Look, we need to take a break, but um, you just mentioned Simon O'Donnell. Um, a, a great... So, look, Simon was, and again, outstanding on SEN on Saturday morning with Hutchie and, and the program they put together to pay tribute. I mean, I was in tears, and the next minute I'd be laughing. Some of the, the yarns. Here's just a little of Simon O'Donnell from Saturday morning talking about some memories of Warney on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy with special guests this hour, Cameron Smith and Matty Johns. I was lucky enough to have the honour of being captain of Victoria. It was his first game at the Junction Oval versus Western Australia. <laughs> yeah, right. So I grabbed the coach, Warney. I said, come on, we'll go and have a bit of dinner on the Thursday night before the first shield game, his, his first Shield game. We went and we walked and got in line and, you know, uh, the coach had, you know, I fillet steak and I had chicken parma and chips. What he said, I have two, two large bowls of chips and four white rolls. <laughs> so, uh, he did another bit <laughs> <and it's> just, <laughs> and, <laughs> That was sort of the start uh, of the lesson. What have we got here? Yeah, that, what is this? Who is this? And every Monday morning throughout the football season, we'll be joined by Matty Johns and Cameron Smith. Matty Johns here, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for half-price Nature's Own vitamins at Chemist Warehouse. We're being heard right across the country at the moment and plenty of listeners on the SEN app. But for those in Sydney, boy, oh boy, what a morning on the uh, the deck of the Harbour Bridge and seeing some of the images coming through of the fire car overturned. Um, absolute chaos on the top deck of the bridge this morning. Avoid, of course, at all costs, if you can. Um, 26 after 8, Cameron Smith on our program for the first time this year. We listened to Captain's Run. That's now going to be a regular on SEN between 9 and 12 on a Thursday. Just bringing things up to date, uh, have you been COVID impacted over the no. off-season, Cameron? Has it hit no, you I, yet or not? I, I haven't, Vossie, no. Um I've been very lucky because there was a, obviously a, an outbreak of, of COVID up here in southeast Queensland, especially um, on the Gold Coast. But no, I've uh, I, I stayed um, relatively quiet. I didn't I didn't hang around the big crowds throughout the summer break um, in, in the school period. So I headed out west. Actually, went out to right. friend, friends' property out west and did a little bit of cattle mustering out there, which was good fun. Oh. Learn oh, a few yeah. things. Learn a few things, Matty. <laughs> wow, unbelievable, mate! I didn't so see you out there. So, uh... <laughs> what sort of pants did you wear? Were they the pants, the leathers, or what did you wear, Cameron? As a yeah, the chaps oh, yeah. I had the chaps on and chaps, everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. no, I didn't. Wow. No, 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 no. Mustering uh, a little bit more modern style mustering. Um, I was on a motorbike. Oh. I wasn't on. I wasn't oh. horseback. Oh. So, I um, oh, see. I was. I was picturing city slickers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such a, yeah. You know, Cameron and a couple of his mates just on horses and, you know, falling off. And, oh. No, no. No, I learned my lesson from uh, Robbie Kearns to stay away from horses. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor old Robbie. See, Poor I, I, old I'm Robbie. sorry, Bob. 
But I, I don't know, Maddie. I don't know how your place, but I think you. you I, I don't think I could. I couldn't ride a horse or a motorbike. Like I'd be no good at either. I, I couldn't muster, Maddie. Yeah. Footy season is back, and you'll never miss a moment with KO Sports, the team you love. Every game of the round, live and ad break free in play. That's right, no annoying ad breaks while the game is on. How good is that? All the match-winning tries, high-flying heroics, and the bone-crunching hits. Every game of every round. Don't sell yourself short this season. Catch every single moment. New to KO, start your free trial today. Well, Maddie can't drive a manual car, so, yeah, so he's not he's riding a yeah. motorbike. Yeah, that's true. You've got to know what you're good at. I, uh, <laughs> I, I just find, I find anything with four legs unpredictable. <laughs> Maddie, I'm going to be honest, Matty. I'm not going to be. I'm not trying to. Have, I can't even picture you pushing a mower, Matty. I'm sorry about that. But oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I enjoy. I, I, mate, I'll draw the line there. Right now, I, I enjoy. <laughs> I actually enjoy it. I got, mate. I got. I always found the most difficult thing about mowing was getting the mower started. But mate, I got an electric one. Just press it, and away we go. I'm like the That's where I mean, I've gone. I've Jack gone electric on a mower. tractor, and he's got a you know an advertising deal, and he's got the, a, now yep. a hanger full of gear. Poor yep. old Matty's got the electric one he bought down at Bunnings for eighty bucks. Matty, I I, I, I don't know you, you, how you go, but I, I I with a bit of clear air on Saturday, um, the rain sort of held off. I thought gee, good time to do the the lawns. What I find hard is the whipper snipper. If the string oh, yeah. disappears and you've got to try and open it up and oh, pull the string, mate, I've got come no, on. Serious, I've got no idea. Oh, I'm the same. Really? I, again, yeah. I find leaf blowers, whipper snippers, unpredictable. Oh, <laughs> sensitive new age guys. My goodness, what have we opened up here? A can of Nancy boys here. Maddie Johns, Greg Alexander with the real men, Cameron Smith and Andrew Voss, who ride, ride oh. on mowers and you know, get their hands dirty. Uh, you can call the McDonald Jones open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy between now and nine o'clock and the text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Fire in your questions for Maddie and Cameron. Uh, great stuff, Alana, and an update from police on that incident on the Harbour Bridge. Uh, two of the drivers, a man and a woman, were treated at the scene with a man taken to Royal North Shore Hospital, which is not too far away, only be five, ten minutes away, and the woman to Royal Prince Alfred for treatment, both of non-life-threatening injuries. We're happy to hear that. The driver of a van was trapped and freed at the scene before he was taken to St Vincent's Hospital in a serious but stable condition. An investigation into the crash is underway. Motorists should expect extensive traffic delays. That is in both directions. Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Traffic is flowing, though, Vossi. So it was blocked in both directions about half an hour ago, but traffic is flowing. So uh, some sense of normality returning onto the bridge. Maddie Johns and Cameron Smith, our guests every Monday between 8 and 9. Let's kick off this half hour with a question from a listener uh, to the GOAT. Well, it actually says Morning Goat and Cameron. That's nice, Maddie. Uh, from Pedro the Rooster. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Vindication. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the call that the Chooks halves being too small? That from Pedro the Rooster. I don't say, does anyone talk in terms of halves being too small these days? I don't know about that. What's your thoughts, Goat? Maddie? Uh, well, there has been look, there has been a, a little bit of talk around. Like, there's always you know, like, there was a lot of that with um, you know when Alf played. You know, early on, you know, is he big enough? Is he going to be handled the rigors? You know, he, 
uh, the state of origin. Then when the Broncos first come in, they had question marks whether they could handle the length of the season, given his size. Look, the thing, here's the thing with the way the, the modern game's gone, is that you know your strength at times can be your weakness and vice versa. Now, with Kiri, Kiri and Sam Walker, their speed, uh, their footwork, and that skill right through the middle of the field, if the Roosters get ascendancy, well, that's a strength. You know, that, that, that they will cause more problems to the big men than the big men will cause to, to those guys. But the flip side of that, of course, is if the opposition starts dominating possession and, the, and their forwards in the middle start losing that yardage battle, then yeah, you know that will that will be that will be a problem for the Roosters. Yeah, well, Cameron. Sam's put a little bit of weight on Brandy, having yeah, been he has. to Roosters training, and that's all he can do. But he knows he's look. He's going to be a target his entire career. Halves are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't matter so, whether yeah. you've got big halves or little halves. The halves are the target. Like if, yeah. if if you're looking to run into anyone, you've got a back rower on his inside. You've got a centre on his outside. The halves are got to they're going to absorb a, a lot of physical punishment. Uh, back rowers and centres running at them. So. Yeah. Um, you know, they will always be a target. And I think, look, Kiri and, and Sam Walker are small, Cameron, but I, I think yep. defensively they can hold an end unless they, you know, if the, the, the problem for the Roosters will be if they lose possession, if they lose the, mm. the you know, the, the battle for possession and they do have to do more tackling than normal. Yeah, you're right. And, and I'll back you up on the, you know, where teams do target most of their players. Well, if you look at the three, well, Put it this way: if you if you say the softest parts of a defensive line, it's it's your nine in the middle, who's one of the smaller fellas, and then your two halves on either edge. So that's where most of the attack is going to go. That's where your big men are, are trying to run and trying to penetrate a defensive line to get some momentum. Um, <clears throat> is Kiri and Walker? They're small, yes, they are, but but most halves are are, are small, are the smallest men on the field anyway. But you know they they just got to come up with a, a a defensive structure that that protect those boys and and there's going to be times where they need to make their one on one tackles and um, Brandy yeah uh, you're right they they if the Roosters get their fair share of ball and and field position they'll be okay I, I just look back to one of the greatest players that have ever played our game Jonathan Thurston now a lot of people branded him as as too small and and you know he wouldn't be able to handle the rigors of the NRL but he found a way he found a way to do it. And he did it not only in, um, you know, the NRL, but he did it in State of Origin. He did it in mm. international football also. Mm. So, you know, small players can survive in our game um, ne- and, and actually prosper the... and, and be, one of the, be one of the premier players in our sport. Neil Henry said at the Cowboys, yep. Cameron, um, Jonathan Thurston's toughest player ever come across. You know, besides yeah. everything else, toughest yes. player. Now, Matty, on the text, uh, here we go. Uh, here's a text yeah. for you. I'm a golf superintendent at Palm Meadows on the Gold Coast, listening to the show while mowing the greens right now. How about coming yep. out for a day on the course for Make Matty a Man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, have Brandy doing the edges well. and you doing the mowing. Well, I, I, I can't I do the edges. I, I just can't no, do I them. <laughs> I get a bloke, right? This is uh, I do the mowing, but I get a bloke in to do the edges. I give, give him ten bucks, comes in, slip him a tenner, and he just while he's next door, he just comes in and gives him a bit of brush up, mate. I, I'm I know when I say whippersnapper, I'd rather do the edges with a pair of scissors than use the whippersnapper. Yeah. Vossi, have gonna, you not have you not seen Maddie on a ride on mower? I, well, it's, I did it's, board, it's borderline. It's borderline dangerous. That's right. Um, 
I can picture that ten bucks. I reckon oh. I can picture you. You're out there mowing. Trish thinks you know you're doing the lawns. Good on him, man. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. And then she comes out to have a look an hour later, and everything is perfect. Like, <laughs> and you've just slipped the bloke yeah. for the ten bucks for the edges. <laughs> you did a great job. Edges look great. You haven't told her you slipped ten bucks to the bloke next door to do the edges, have you, Maddie? Yeah, no, 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 no. He's what even get away with. He's a good bloke, actually. He's a Parramatta fan, though. But no, he's, uh, he's just... Yeah, no, good fella. Ten bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll give you his business number next so you can ring him up and I'm sure he'll do a knockout rate from ten bucks for SEN listeners. Yeah, edges are us. Okay, okay. Uh, now, Thursday night, Penrith will take on Manly, so we're, we're only a few days away from it. Is there anything out of the trials that made you change your mind or think differently about a side, or uh, do you just go down the line of trials really don't matter? Or, or, or do you think that changed this year? Because we saw them. We actually watched the trials. We never see the trials. Randy, uh, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? You go, Smithy. Yeah, I was just—I was going to say it's—it's it's difficult because you know there was a lot of big name players that that didn't uh, partake in a lot of the matches or they didn't play very big minutes. So we're probably getting a look at some sort of fringe players at most of the clubs. Um, yeah, so it's sometimes it's hard to take trial form into into the season because you know you look at some of the bigger. Um, or the more successful clubs over the past couple of seasons, their trial form hasn't been great, but but somehow they just know that it's it's time to go when the season kicks off. You know, take Penrith uh, for example. You know, they got they got touched up in their last trial game, but yeah, you know, you'd expect them to come out and play a lot better than that in in round one. Um, you know, so for me, it's it's really hard to sort of look at look at the trials. And as you mentioned, Brandy, we got to see all the matches, which was great. I thought that was fantastic. You know, for fans of rugby mm. league to to be able to see all the trial games. Um, but, you know, I, I just think it's going to be a case of, um, you know, the, the similar similar faces again, um, sort of taking taking up that sort of sort of top four or five mm. spots on the ladder. It's funny, with trial games, the teams that I discount are the teams that haven't got anything to prove. Like, um, like Penrith, Brandy, you, you know, you win the comp and you're just out there to stretch your legs, work on a few things. I don't bring, I don't put a lot into their results. Same with, you know, Smithy, Melbourne and look, all the top teams. The teams I really have a close look at are the sides that have got something to prove yeah. that need a good start to the season because they, you know, they're looking to get, you know, garner any confidence they can get. And mm. for that reason, I thought the Broncos, some real worrying signs are in the Broncos again. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, and on the flip side of that, I was encouraged by uh, what I saw out of the Tigers with Jack- Jackson Hastings. Agreed. Given another point yeah. of attack through the middle, I, I thought Jackson was really good. I think that talking to Tim Sheens the other day, I said, where, where do you see him? And he said, well, I see it. eventually, whether it be short-term, mid-term or long-term, he said he'll play 13 with it for us. Well. Yeah, uh, Matty. Just uh, before we take a break, to your boy um, Cooper Johns injured um, for Melbourne. Just an update on yes. um, Cooper and the shoulder. Yes, he was he was tackled outside in by a fellow Italian, Jake Clifford, and uh, so yes, there was a little bit of cursing going on in this house. But no, he's all, he's all right. He uh, he uh, made a hit. I, I'd say he'll miss the first couple of rounds. Which, uh, given that he had an opportunity there, is bad timing. But you know, that's the way. If you don't, if you don't get hurt, don't play, don't play body contact sport. Yeah. 
Thank you, Maddie, for that update. Uh, 19 minutes to nine. Maddie Johns here for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Cameron Smith with us, of course. He'll have sponsors at his, uh, you know, where uh, by next Monday for the segment as well. It'll probably take us five minutes every coming in and out of every break to get all Cameron sponsors in. But that's the way we roll here on SEN. Uh, breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. More questions from you, the listeners, in just a moment. You can text them in 0457 736 736. Vossi and, and the edge, Greg Alexander. 13 and a half to nine, Cameron Smith, Matty Johns right here. Matty Johns, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. That'll be the story right through the footy season. Between eight and nine, every Monday, we get access to the thoughts of Cameron and Matty. Uh, Brandy, little football news, though. Yeah, good. Uh, I'll just move over to the football desk. Okay, I'm here. Celtic, <laughs> play- now, Celtic played Livingston last nice. night, Vossi. Our listeners heard it live on the SEN app. And the score was Celtic, Ange Postacoglu's Boys got it done. They beat Livingston 3-1. And you can show your support for Celtic online at celticfc.com forward slash store. Okay. No, if you, no, Brandy, at the football desk, you'd have to say Celtic 3, Livingston 1. That's all you have to say. That's how you've got to read it if you're going to do it properly, if you're going to run this damn football desk. Jimmy Hill. Let me just get away from the desk. <laughs> uh, you can man the desk tomorrow, Andrew, No, no, it's your gonna, job. We've all yeah. got our, we've all got our uh, jobs. Uh, now, some top eight thoughts, fellas. Now, mm. it seems to me across the board, the in inverted commas, the experts are saying that the, the top six from last year are going to be in the eight again. Does that then place the Knights and the Titans as the vulnerable sides who made the eight last year? Rather than ask you for your top eights in full, do you have mm. teams that weren't there last year in your eight this year, Matty? Do you... Like, I've got the Dragons. Brandy and I both have the Dragons appearing in our mm. eights this year. Wow. What about you, I, Matty? Oh, look, as far as a team climbing, yeah. um, I have I have the um, Sharks climbing. Uh, they were in there, snuck in last, snuck in last year. No, they missed? just no, missed. No, they missed. No, I, no. I think I think Sharks. I think the Sharks, out of all the sides, if you said there's one side that breaks into that sort of monopoly of the top four or five sides, <laughs> I think they have a shot if they have a good run with injuries. Um, oh, yeah, look, there's just going to be a logjam of that middle table teams, mm. you know. Or teams right on the border of bottom four at getting mm. into that seven eight. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm worried about my nights. And there's just simply, of course, I think there's just a total over reliance on Caelan Ponger. So if we, uh, if Newcastle gets some injuries, going to have some real concerns. I like the Titans. I think they'll stay there. I like their pack of forwards. I think they're only creative player away from, you know, threatening the top four. Uh, who's Possible sneaking in. I tell you, I like the Warriors. I like what I see in the Warriors. I like, mm. I like the structure of their attack, and I like the way they defend. Right, fair Cameron. You, Cameron. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I've got. I've actually got the Titans moving up, boys. I reckon they. I reckon they'll finish in the top six. Okay. They. Yeah. They just. Oh, I don't know. Just watching them last year, um, I thought they. They were. They finished the season. Very strongly, they had an opportunity to knock off the Roosters. Um, they were one pass away in that semi-final up in Townsville from going another week further. Um, and yeah, we know what happened with the Roosters last year with their injury toll. Um, but I, I just see that they're on the improve. They've got a great young forward pack. Um, AJ Brimson moves to the halves this year. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I think they're going to be the big movers. Um, the one I, I, I feel might drop out of that top four might be the Bunnies with Adam okay, Reynolds yeah, moving you still, on. you still got them in the eight. I've got them in the eight, Brandy. Yep. I've got them in the eight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're a good enough team to stay in the eight, but I just think they might drop a few notches um, on the ladder. Mm. And, to fin- and 
the, the yep. round out the eight, like I've got a few teams sort of, you know, the Broncos, possibly the Cows, but definitely the Sharks and Newey. I reckon they're the four teams that are going to be fighting for that last spot in the top eight. Okay, it's, so we're, it's we're in the Dragons bandwagon. Yeah, it's interesting how Cameron talking about South. That, that, when you're sitting there, you're talking about your big storylines of the year. Now, my article this week for Friday, I've written about Kermit and the Bunnies are playing that night against the Broncos. But I, I think it's intriguing. Wayne Bennett, when Wayne leaves, so does the Magic, generally, mm. because of the fact that he doesn't put... He's not a tactical coach that'll lay down a blueprint no. and a structure for the next bloke to come in. He's a, no. he's a relationship coach. It wasn't the only side that has succeeded after Wayne left or held their status was the Raiders 87 into 88. Mm. And so it floors me they lost, they allowed Adam Reynolds to go because it changed the dynamics of Cody's game. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Mm. I, I think the top six stays as it is, but in, in a, you know, different, different order. order. I, I think the Roosters and the Eels might jump up into the top four. I, I, I agree yep. with the boys that South might slide and finish fifth, sixth, or seventh, but I, I think it's the Dragons and the Sharks. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, Newcastle and the Gold Coast drop out, and the Dragons and the Sharks jump into wow. those bottom two spots. Now I'll throw one at you very quickly, Cameron, um, around Parramatta fans, and they're you know mm. ticking off another year. Last year <laughs> became 35 years since they won their last premiership. All right, yes. now they they have established themselves as a heavyweight of sorts. But can they take the next step, Cameron? Can oh, this be well, Parramatta's year? Well, I think I think over the past decade, Vossi, they've they've been promising that. Like like mm. seriously, no, I'm not trying to you know take the Mickey here, but you know even in, even in a lot of the years that I played, um, where they promised so much across three quarters of the year, they start uh, they 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 they're, they're traditionally very good starters. They start the first you know sort of eight or ten weeks really well. Um, and even through the origin period, they, they tend to go well, but then they start to falter as the season mm. sort of draws to a close or, or is coming coming up to finals time. And I don't know whether it's they feel the pressure or, or what it is, but it's almost like they go back into their shell and they and they and they play they play like a different style of football to what they did yeah, in, the, in the previous sort of you know twelve rounds. Mm. So I, I, yeah, the, yeah, the challenge the challenge boys for for Parramatta is that do they have the squad? To, to to be there at the end this year, of course they do, like like they have in the previous you know ten years as I mentioned. But the challenge for them is to is to maintain that that level of um, of you know footy throughout the entire season. I think the one player that helps them this year, um, and I like his trial form, is Reed Marnie. I, I think Marnie's in for a big yeah, year. Yes, and they yes. missed him at the back end of last season. Oh, big time, Brandy. Yeah, big time. Better when he's the focal point of their attack a little bit, you know. I don't, like Cameron said, their, their football changes. They get a little bit too sideways at the back end of the year. They play better playing a power-based game. So, mm. pineapple. Yes. Kenny, yeah. Kenny says on the pineapple. Kenny says <laughs> yeah. on the deck. South year will depend solely on how influential Walker and Latrell are at being team leaders off the field. Definitely a pineapple. That's our code word for. We need to take a break, um, and uh, we've just shared that with our listeners. Beautiful. So, <laughs> Maddie and Cameron, pineapples for you. Thank you for coming on this Monday. This time next week, we're take, talking about a full round of the NRL, including Cameron Smith's referee of the round. A much oh, sought-after award. We'll be back next Monday. Thanks, yes. boys. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.